Welcome to Lucky Episode 13 of the SoCo Show. My name is Cody Michael, and as per usual, I am joined by my very charming co-host, Seth Ott. Hello! Uh, speaking of very charming, that was yeah. a happy noise. Yeah. Uh, wow, we got a, a lot of show for you today. We're going to spend a lot of time in movies today, um, and so we'll, we'll cover that lastly. We'll have a couple of reviews for you, and we're going to get into a kind of a really fun little topic that Seth and I are going to discuss. We'll talk about that a little Who bit later Who has the best on. underwear? It's me, Duluth Trading Company, Buck Nakeds. Uh, you can get them on sale, get them online. Uh, fantastic underwear. <laughs> Before we get into the news, a um, couple housekeeping issues uh, to issues. talk about. Well, ish- items. Oh, no, it's good things. Housekeeping items to deal with. Uh, Seth, tell, tell the nice folks what's up. So a couple things. Um, if you already are following us on Twitter, which I hope you are if you're listening because that's probably the only way you're getting these episodes, um, we have a new Twitter handle, so if you want to tweet at us, it's SoCo Show Pod, so no more underscores, um, no more uh, tricky little things to have to shift and type in there. Just SoCo Show Pod, so it's a little bit more simple to remember. And then um, another cool thing we uh, uh, I saw a couple days ago. Um, there's a Twitter account called Pod Knife, and uh, clicked on their website and found we were actually on this website. Um, so what this website does is. Uh, it's just strictly for reviews for podcasts. So, and you get like the you get the episode descriptions and stuff too. And I think there's links to go to the the podcast through there. Um, but it's strictly just for reviewing podcasts. So, um, definitely encourage you the listeners to check out uh, this website um, and leave us a review. We'd love some feedback on it. Um, also, give that website Podknife some traffic too. They're they're real nice to do that. They shout us out on Twitter too. Um, you know, letting their their followers know that we're on there. So. Definitely check that out. It's podknife.com. You know, just pretty pretty simple. You know, Knife pod. is in the kitchen utensil. Yeah, yep. Um, and then I think there's... And you can find them on Twitter as well, at podknife. Yep, at podknife. Yep, check them out. Lots of really cool uh, kind of under-the-radar podcasts on there, uh, including yours truly. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you so, check them out. Leave us a nice review or a bad one, to be honest. <laughs> so, the easy, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's going to be easier. If you just go to podknife.com and then search SoCo, it should pop right up as an option. So leave us a quick review or a long review, however you like, and love to hear some feedback. Might be an easy way, if you don't want to email, to maybe say, hey, here's what I want to see. So Yet another way to interact with us, so make sure you're out there doing that. We love to, uh, love to get the feedback and hear what you guys think of the show and also – uh, get cool ideas yeah. for future shows from you. So make sure you check that out. Also, thank you and a special shout out to the folks over at Podknife uh, for giving us the the uh, retweet, the the sort of um, pimping us out a little bit, getting us some more traffic. Doing uh, some pimping. We've already noticed a little bit of a difference. So uh, pimping ain't you. easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. As the Godfather once said. The Godfather said, yeah. "Pimping ain't easy." Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the WWF yeah. Godfather. Yeah. Okay. Yep, the whole train. Not talking about Vito Corleone. No, no, no. Godfather didn't say that. He's like, I can't do it. I'm going to make him an offer yeah. if you refuse. Wow. I know it was you. We're in episode 13 and we've we've uh, stooped to terrible impressions. <laughs> you broke my heart. A lot of people who know me are going to be surprised that it took this long for us to get to terrible impressions. Uh, yeah. Uh, at, least, at least episode 13, we finally reached our uh, age demographic. 13. Yeah, 13 year olds, welcome to the show. Uh, later we're going to be talking about fucking in movies. So, stay like tuned fucking for that. in movies or 
fucking in movies, like an apostrophe. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking in and around movies. Okay. And adjacent to them. <laughs> and about them. Boners adjacent? Yeah. That's Which, my nickname in high school. His name is Seth's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the news. And news! Wanna, news time. And uh, I want to start with sports. 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 A little bit of NFL to start out with. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Rams lost a heartbreaker in Seattle this weekend. Uh, had a chance at a game-winning touchdown catch, but uh, Cooper Cup dropped it in the end zone. A real bummer. Rams he sucks. Fall, Rams fall to three and two. Uh, Seattle now leads the division. So, uh, if you listened last week, uh, I'm a lot less happy than I was last week going into this one. <laughs> uh, Rams are still in a good position. I, I'm still very optimistic for them going forward. Uh, Vikings got a, a nice little Monday night win. <laughs> sure. Nice, I guess. Um, no, I was happy. I guess I was. I I barely made any noise throughout this game just because I was like, "This is a a really boring game." The first half was terrible, and then uh, so Sam Bradford is in there limping around. He shouldn't have been out there. He he got sacked by his own center in that <laughs> game. Um, to put Case Keenum in, and there's a little spark to the offense. Funny side note: I just saw a little bit ago on Twitter, Case Keenum. You know, Pro Football Focus. Um, they show it on the Sunday night game, so you know this lineman is ranked 17th out of 72. Um, Case Keenum right now is ranked number nine out of the the quarterbacks for on Pro Football Focus. What? <laughs> That's shocking. Yeah, he's had a he's had a pretty good year. I mean, he's had some bad games, and like he's looked not good in most of his games. But he looked good. He looked actually really good on against and against against the Bears. But what I'm saying, he's looked good with was other games we watched with him. He's lobbing the balls in the air, mm-hmm. and there's nothing there's nothing on him. When he was throwing the balls on, on Monday, there was some zip to him, and it looked good. I was excited to see that. So um, we might get some Teddy back in a couple weeks, though. He might get off Pup in, in uh, week six. Now that is going to be interesting. interesting. They're yeah. going to have Keenum. Maybe he's looking good, won a couple games. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Bradford yeah. and Bridgewater all healthy at the same time. Uh, you think one of them gets dealt? Um, no, Canem won't get any value. Um, no. Bradford is honestly wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, if he, if he wouldn't be ready to fully play a game to, towards, you know, to be himself again until another five, six weeks. Mm. Um, Bridgewater, he'll be off pup after week six, it sounds like. Um, and then he, uh, it sounds like it'll be probably another two to three weeks before he'd be game ready. So be interesting. It's gonna be weird, yeah. weird season for Minnesota. But by the time we go up and see him, he might be might be the starter. Who knows who the quarterback yeah, is? Exactly. It might be Brian Greasy for all we know. <laughs> uh, you know what other team is having a really weird, weird, weird year? And yeah. That's the New York Giants. Yep. Uh, I was among those who were. I was picking them to go deep in the playoffs, maybe make a Super Bowl run this year. A lot of people had him as a division winner in the East. Yeah, and that's a tough division. Yeah. Uh, they now are zero and five. Yep. And on Sunday, they had four of their wide receivers get injured. <laughs> Three of them are now out for the season, leaving Thanks. only one wide receiver on that team, Sterling Shepard, and yeah. he's day-to-day with an ankle injury. Yep. They just had to sign a wide receiver just to have enough guys. Mm-hmm. So this guy that signed, like, yesterday, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, is going to play this weekend yeah. because they have to have him. And it, I think, finally, it's officially off the rails in New York. Yeah, Probably that head coach is getting fired. I don't think McAdoo will get fired. You don't think so? No, he's pretty new. Um, I don't know, man. You go to 0-5 <laughs> with a team that had Super Bowl aspirations. That's grounds for firing, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, there, there's a lot going on there. I think he'll get another chance, though. He's he's pretty good offensive mind. Um, it sounds like they're 
so far the rumors are they'll probably draft quarterback um, first pick because they'll likely have the first pick at this point. Them or the the Browns. Wow. Um, and they'll. I mean, the first two picks this year are going to be quarterback by far. The two most talented players mm-hmm. in the draft. So the, he'll, they'll probably go quarterback and uh, and have Eli's replacement. And there's. I saw it was a jokey rumor, but a lot of times these jokey rumors happen. End up getting traction. <laughs> um, but Eli to the Jaguars. Um, Tom Coughlin. Uh, okay. So, who knows? Um, speaking of trades, though, uh, Peterson to the Cardinals. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. He's officially a journeyman running back now. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm actually kind of upset, and the reason for this, I was excited to go to the the Saints. We're going to the the Rams Saints game. Yeah. In L. A. The Thanksgiving weekend. I was like, okay, I get to see Peterson one last time. You know, I've seen him play multiple times. Be kind of cool to you know say one one that one last goodbye to Peterson basically, and. Nope, that's not happening now. I hadn't even thought of that angle, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I've seen Peterson score a number of touchdowns <laughs> in live games, and uh, one of them was the only game he played this season. Yeah, it's a real bummer <laughs> that he is not going to be there to torch the Rams yet again. Yep, he wouldn't have anyway. He gets about two carries a game. Oh well, I mean, it's cool though. I think he's going to have much more of a shot to have playing time, and that's what he wants. So, also yeah. in uh, really quick hitter news. Uh, this last weekend, Seth and I faced off in fantasy football, and I came out victorious. You can cut that. Uh, hey, look, man, uh, the people need to know that you suck. That I'm whooping you in fantasy. That that I had important. Fl- I don't say that to brag. And I don't and, say it to brag, but yeah. I am. I'm. I'm here to, to tell our truth, and that right we'll now see. is our truth. That's the news. We'll see who uh, comes out victorious in the playoffs. I don't know. We'll see. You got to make it to the playoffs first, buddy. This NFL uh, protest thing has not gone away. Mm-mm. Didn't think it would. Now it sounds like Roger Goodell has issued a statement to all 32 NFL teams saying, basically telling them to kneel for the anthem mm-hmm. or there will be mysterious consequences. Anthem, what did I say? Kneel. To stand. He yeah. wants them to stand or there could potentially be consequences, mm-hmm. but he doesn't lay out what those are or what the rules are. <laughs> Do you think like Trump put a hit on him or something? How does he think? How do, I, I don't understand. <laughs> why would Goodell think that this is going to get anything done? Yeah, and... I mean, I was talking about some people at work. Like, you could honestly see a bunch of players strike. Uh-huh. You know, uh, just be like, "Fine, we're not playing." You know, where this is this is our <laughs> this is our choice. You know, this is a, this is the this is our right as you know, Americans to do this. We just won't play. Yeah, and then they're screwed. <laughs> you know, seventy percent. If you know, if it, and I don't know many. I don't know how many people know, but seventy percent of the players statistically are African American. Yeah, if seventy percent of them said bye. You're left with fucking Ben Roethlisberger throwing it to Adam Humphreys because <laughs> Adam Humphreys is going to get traded to the <laughs> traded to the the Steelers. There would be three NFL teams in the league, and it would be yeah. the Jets, Cleveland, Kevin Hogan would be a, a star quarterback. Oh my gosh! And you don't even know who that is right now. He's he's a starter for the Browns. That's so sad. <laughs> I don't, I just I don't understand the move. I really don't. I I think it's maybe like a attempt to save face for the league as a as a as a league. But, and for the league office, hmm. but it's a stupid move because they're only going to, if it were me and my job said, Cody, you, you can't come out and kneel during the anthem, mm-hmm. bet your ass I'm going to come out and kneel during the yeah, anthem. Yeah, that's your right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yes, um, NFL teams, you know, it's employment at will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do have the pot. They do have the power to issue out consequences to folks that don't follow what they want. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But. 
the NFL players also have a right to not play the game if they don't want to. And they also have a right to kneel. If Jerry Jones says he's going to cut everyone who kneels Mm -hmm. and Ezekiel Elliott, Des Bryant, and uh, Dak Prescott all kneel, Mm -hmm. what do you think he's going to do? Exactly. So I I think the players are going to – I don't know that it gets to this – I don't know that it gets this far. Mm -hmm. But I think that um, potentially you're going to run into a situation where the players – the players ultimately have the power. The players are the league. The shield doesn't mean shit to anyone. It's the players. I don't go to watch the NFL. I go to watch Todd Gurley. So – I, I think this was a stupid move by Goodell. I understand it as a PR move, mm-hmm. but I just I don't think it's going to get him anywhere. Yeah. I, I really don't. Wasn't Goodell too kind of supportive at first of them doing that, and now all of a sudden he yeah. switches? Like, that's really weird to me. Yeah. Like, what did Trump do? <laughs> and he was – Goodell was reasonably um, chill mm-hmm. when he said it. He was He's just like, we ask that you do this, um, or that you, he said, like, you should, or we ask – he didn't. He, it wasn't like do it or you're fired. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Jerry Jones or anything like you're that. Fired. Um, I think it was mainly just saying like we we would prefer if you did. We would like to put this whole scene behind us mm-hmm. and move forward. So it's not like he's coming out like a total asshole about yeah. it. I just think it's a stupid move. I don't think he's being mean. Mm-hmm. I just think he's being dumb. Um, his his original move was I think correct to stand behind the players and say look they they can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because he makes twenty million dollars a year. Uh, off right. of these guys so yeah. I, I think he should probably shut his mouth but again totally understand it from a PR standpoint don't think it's going to get anything done though no. I think you're going to see just as many players if not more mm-hmm. kneeling this weekend probably because a lot of people hate him yep yeah. one more item uh, real quick in sports Spirits. the NBA preseason has begun so it's almost the start of NBA and that's it so we'll be back <laughs> in about six months to talk about the NBA playoffs yeah, and probably still, won't mention it by then if we're still doing it yeah <laughs> flip over to video games and we've got some really exciting news that i'm excited to get to in just a second um but before that i want to touch on something real quick and i'm really behind on this to be honest um but i finally got a chance over this last weekend to take a crack at destiny 2 Mm. and i was a big fan of destiny 1 played it a lot uh with my brother online Uh, we like to pair up and and shoot a bunch of aliens in the head and stuff so um finally got into destiny 2 and i gotta say man the first hour to 90 minutes of this is amazing yeah, it is. Um, it's it's very beautiful the way it's shown. I finally got the 4K TV now, and I don't know that there's a lot of upscaling or whatever because I don't have the fancy Xbox yeah. yet. But it looks fantastic. It's probably more the game than the TV, but yeah, um, looks fantastic. It's really smooth. the The gunplay is really fun. If you like Destiny and you haven't gotten Destiny two, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you need to go get it. Also, the story from this one is, I think in the first couple hours that I've played, a lot more accessible and, like, it's a lot easier to connect with mm-hmm. on, like, an emotional level. Okay. Like, the opening few cutscenes of this movie, like, I was getting a little emotional during them. And yeah. I, like, wanted to go shoot some fucking aliens <laughs> because of the stuff that was going on. And it's been a while since I've had that happen to me in a video game. So mm-hmm. that was kind of refreshing. I'm really excited to jump back into this um, and, and, you know, really see how the story unfolds. But just wanted to put in a quick plug for the folks who maybe haven't gotten to Destiny 2 yet, or even if you haven't played the first one, highly recommend it. Uh, super fun game. So the other piece of news, and I'm really excited about this, uh, because I think this is the future for video games. The logical one, at least. Mm. Uh, a lot of VR news came out uh, yeah. over the last week. Couple, Yeah, a couple, couple pieces. So the one, it's not, it's still pretty preliminary. Um, 
there's a company. It's pretty. It's a startup company. Um, they're doing this through Kickstarter, but they created an 8K um, VR headset, which for those who don't really know, like the Ks and stuff like that. So 1080p is your standard HD television. 4K is the one that's like out now, where a lot of the Ultra HD. 8K is the next step past that. Um, 8K is still pretty far off for TVs and things like that, and it's really far off for really. There's not many games that even will be able to run that at this point, but. Um, this company is, is, I can't remember the name of them, but they're doing a Kickstarter for this. They've created one, and some people have gotten a chance to, to use it. Um, most of it's upscaling some, the games into 4K, um, but it's still like just how advanced the, the graphics are on it. It's super immersive, but also it messes with your eyes and head pretty bad. Um, most people who've gotten out of this are like dizzy and, and off balance and don't feel good after playing it, which I have the PSVR, and the graphics aren't super amazing for a lot of it. I mean, it's good enough to where it tricks your brain, but mm-hmm. you can come out of it and you're like, you know, you're still in a game. Like, this would probably trick your mind to thinking you're in that. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it, it's just interesting. I think that's just more interesting than anything is that we're getting to the point where that's getting closer and closer and closer. I, I think at a certain point, like with VR, I think I think the natural transition in my mind is not more VR, but like to more hologram type stuff the augmented reality yeah 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 Yeah. because like vr can only get so good and i think your brain can only do it for so long before Mm -hmm. it starts to do that where you're getting sick and like because i know i'm i personally don't get motion sickness but i know you've had some trouble with it a little bit yeah and i think it takes a certain like some people can do it some people can't Mm -hmm. whereas an augmented reality type thing would be more something everyone can do yeah and be more interactive and things like that so the crazy thing about this being 8K is uh, I've, I've read in the past that if we were able to come up with video that was an 8K resolution and I think 120 frame rate, mm-hmm. that it would be indistinguishable from reality. Mm-hmm. And that's how realistic it is. So yeah. I totally understand that. Like if you were wearing this and it was 8K, mm-hmm. your brain thinks you're on yeah. an alien planet. Or under the ocean, or whatever the hell. So then, when you take it off, it probably freaks you out. Yeah. So I could definitely see this becoming like, and this, you know, it's uncharted territory. So it's interesting. I'm really excited to see where this goes because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's gonna be wanting to dive into this VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Ready Player One had the Oasis that was kind yeah. of everyone wanting to stay in that life forever mm-hmm. rather than being out in the real world. And I think in our lifetimes, in the next decade or so. There's going to be some really interesting questions raised about VR and, mm-hmm. and how it all works. Of course, someone's going to figure out a way to fuck it. That's already been happening uh, with VR porn. I know that's a thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. No, this is really cool to me. And, uh, yeah, it's just really cool. And it sounds like also um, maybe not the 8K version, mm-hmm. which is still kind of in development, but for uh, VR in general, mm-hmm. it's kind of becoming more accessible yeah. to folks. Um, Oculus is... Um, kind of lowered some prices, so they their normal headset that you can get now, like pretty much any you know electronics retailer, Best Buy for sure. Um, they lowered that price for that headset to four hundred dollars, which has been like eight hundred down then down to six hundred and gone to four hundred now. Uh, so that's pretty neat. I mean, that's it's still gonna you have to have a good PC to run that, mm-hmm. so you're still investing probably at least thousand twelve hundred bucks if you want to do something like this, especially with like you want the controllers and all that stuff. And now they have it where. You can do a, an extra camera, and it'll track your motion. Like, you can move around the room, stuff oh, like cool. that. So um, it's getting pretty advanced, and it's pretty pricey. Um, and then they also just announced a, a $200 
uh, headset that doesn't require a PC. It's all all within the headset. Um, so like the the hardware and everything's in there. So it's not going to be as advanced and you know graphically uh, proficient compared to the other one, but um, it'll still run certain apps. I'm sure you can do YouTube and stuff like that. It'll still look pretty well. I think I, I guess it's probably going to be a similar to like PSVR, maybe a little bit less than that. Sure. Almost like it's like in between that and like the the phone ones, like the Samsung thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can still use controllers for it and stuff like that. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, that's one I I would ch- actually think about checking out because two hundred bucks ain't bad. Um, you can, I mean, you, the Samsung ones are like a hundred bucks for just the headset and then you have yeah. your phone. So, um, yeah, that makes it more accessible to people who just want to try out VR 200 bucks to spend on something like that. It's not too terrible. I would, I would very much like, so I have a, uh, the Google daydream, which is a very, very cheap, mm-hmm. um, they gave a lot for free a lot, a lot, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, I paid for mine, but for a while you could get them for free, but it, really cheap, um, little VR unit that you have to stick the phone in and then wear on your face. Mm-hmm. And it's cool uh, for a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play a full game on it or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's really good for like cute 3D videos and apps and stuff. Yeah. Um, but to have something for that price point of 200 bucks mm-hmm. that's maybe more of a full game kind of thing would be really interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it'll do full games or not. I mean, especially it'd be in all of it's in the headset. Mm-hmm. That might be difficult, but I could see it being a more souped up version of, you know, your daydream or... Get, you know samsung vr so we'll see that stuff is cool man mm-hmm. i so you've got the playstation vr and mm-hmm. we bust it out we don't play it all the time but we bust it out every now and then and yeah. man is it sweet yeah man when it works yeah like because sometimes it's it's all very lighting dependent so mm-hmm. you have to have the, the right amount of light in the room um so sometimes it can kind of be glitchy but like the one game Farpoint, where you use the gun. You, there's a gun attachment. Um, you can walk around with it. It's for full first-person shooter, but you know you're doing the shooting. That's really cool when it works. Um, that one is. That's the only one that's given me kind of headaches or motion sickness because you move around the entire time. Mm-hmm. So your your head's thinking like you're moving, but you're not. You know. So yep. yeah. And there's some other games that are coming out that I've had an interest in buying. I just don't have time to play games right now. So this stuff is so interesting to me. I like. I think back to getting my first PlayStation mm-hmm. and how, you know, it was just side-scrolling, yep. you know, Rayman. It was the first game I ever had. Uh, I know you had, like, at SNES and Mario yeah. and all of those oh, yeah. things. And now, Still like, do. now we're, we're talking about walking around in a video game. And, like, <laughs> right. I played the, on PlayStation VR, I played this horror game where uh, I ended up getting axed to death by a guy with a pig head. And I thought that I was going to die <laughs> because it looked so real to me. Yeah, he cried. It, I, I cried real tears <laughs> and I went to the fetal position and I cried yeah. because I thought I was going to die. And that is, for one thing, terrifying, mm-hmm. but also really amazing. And it's super exciting to think about where that stuff is going to take off. Yeah. Television! I want to move over to TV. Uh, not a lot in the way of news and we're not going to get to a corner today. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Uh, please don't. Stop listening to the podcast. My corner's filled with clothes. I gotta do laundry. There will be more fun stuff. Uh, but for now, I just, Seth, you know, we're getting into, it's middle of October now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hot hot time for shows to come out. Yeah, I gotta wear shorts. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been talking about a few of the shows uh, having their first couple episodes that you've seen come out. So I'm gonna ask you two things. Uh, first of all, all, you get. what are, what uh, of the shows that have already started, 
and had a first couple episodes. Are there any that really have stuck out to you as like, damn, this is like going to be a really good season? Anything that you're really excited about that has already started and you've seen? Well, I've, I've talked a lot about Gotham, so I'm going to exclude that. This Is Us is the show that I'm... Hmm, kills me every time. <laughs> I love that show so much. Um, episodes have been super solid so far, and I'm so like invested with these characters it's ridiculous so this is us for sure um it's still pretty early though like the cw shows all premiere this week i watched supergirl um which the that wasn't super good <laughs> um flash came out last night i haven't had a chance to watch that yet so did legends arrow comes out tomorrow which is thursday they move it to thursday nights mr robot also comes out tonight which is tuesday or wednesday so i am super pumped for that show i watched <clears throat> there was a there was a eight minute. So they did this cool little promotion thing where they did it on Facebook. Like the, everything they do with that show, promotion wise, makes it look all real. Mm-hmm. Um, they did this thing I signed up for a couple weeks ago on Facebook. I said so. Like they're the big corporation that shows called E Corp, um, and they have like their they have virtual money called E Coin, um, which I think is is that a thing? A real thing? Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Okay, so they do E Coin. You, so you clicked on that on Facebook, you sign up for it, um, and it actually invited people who lived in like the New York, well, invited everyone, but people who lived in the New York area, you, you can sign up for an RSVP to a, a like a party. Um, you dress up like all nice and formal and stuff. And I saw some video later on where people who went to this, the actor who played the head of E Corp, plays the head of E Corp, showed up. And they might have been filming something, I don't know. But uh, they... they put on like a show for for the people there it was pretty cool like they it's like how in depth they get with stuff so through the same service they they uh if you sign up and you're a member you can watch there's like an eight minute preview of of mr robot and so they kind of showed some stuff that kind of left off from last season that i don't know if it'll be in the episode or not but it kind of tied some stuff together which is really cool so i think i saw that and i think it was like the first seven minutes of episode one is that what it is i think so i could be wrong on that um could be i don't know but uh i don't know i just i love how in depth uh sam Esmail is the guy who created the show and he he wrote created the first season um and then he directed some of the episodes the second season he did everything and he directed all the episodes which was good and bad the second season wasn't as good the first season was awesome but I'm excited for this season. I don't know if he came back with the same formula or not, but I don't know. I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. I love that show so much. So that's kind of uh, maybe the answer to my second question, which is of the shows that are yet to start, mm-hmm. Mr. Robot Mr. being Robot, among them, sure. uh, Walking Dead, Stranger Things on Netflix, yeah. of course. Uh, Mindhunter is another one I'm excited for. Mindhunter, yeah. that's, a, that's a all new one that yeah. I haven't seen yet. So if you had to, is Mr. Robot the yeah. one you're looking for, forward to the most? For sure. I, I'm hoping for a bounce back season. Again, the second season was good. Wasn't as good, and I'm hoping for a bounce back because uh, I got some really cool places they can go with it. Um, it's such a mind fuck. I love it. Um, we'll see. Um, I missed Robot for sure. I'm still. Walking Dead is a little bit more of like a. Well, we'll see. The last season wasn't amazing, but I'm still gonna follow that show till it ends. I was gonna say you kind of feel like you have to yeah, at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, Stranger Things. I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, Mr. Robot's my show. I love that. So, um, if I'm thinking about some comedies real quick though. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has had three really solid, really funny episodes. I still um, need to catch up on that myself. Yeah, and, and normally they're kind of up and down sometimes with their their how funny the episodes are and stuff. This is three really solid, funny episodes. So um, they've kind of really gotten to a groove in that show, and the characters have kind of taken their places. Like Holt 
has become so dry. It's, <laughs> it's amazing uh, how funny he is. Um, the Goldbergs is also another one. Um, I love that show. Um, they've, they've, they've had some real solid funny. They've only had two so far. It's the other one aired tonight, third one aired tonight. But they've had some funny, funny episodes. And, again, they're in a real good groove right now just in kind of where their characters are. So um, good comedy so far with those. Good deal. It's Waiting on New Girl, though. New Girl, yeah, I don't know when. Is that getting like a I, mid-season? I don't know when the premiere is. Let it's going to be a short season, a, right? Final ep- final season of New Girl. Eight episodes, yeah. Which, uh, I don't know, kind of a bummer. I've been watching, New Girl is a rarity for me in that I've been watching it as it's been on for ever since the first season. Um, I watched the first episode of it like as a joke when I was drunk with my buddy one night in college and uh, we just didn't stop watching it. Stayed mm-hmm. on it the whole time. So. Yeah. Um, that shows it's hilarious. I'll be sad to see it go, but I do think it's coming to a, a nice natural end, and I'll, I'm glad that they'll be able to finish it off the way they want. I hope so. 2018. That's all I get. That's really weird that they haven't. Must be a January release. Not no, because all of the all of the other shows, like mid season shows, have been announced. So I don't know if it'll be because it's only eight episodes. I don't know if it'll just be like an eight week. Boom, Maybe boom. March. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. That's weird. I'm sure. My my guess is that when. Nine Nine goes on a hiatus. They'll bring out New Girl. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of good stuff coming out, and we're, we're going to cover it all as it does. Uh, Seth's going to be busy this fall. I know that much. A lot of TV shows. Do you have a current tally of the running shows that you have on? Um, I'll just do my current. Uh, well, on, right? Oh, that's tough. Just what, like, what's like, the number? So I'm, <laughs> I just I just caught up on, on Nine Nine right before we recorded. Um, but as of with tonight being ended, like... Uh, I guess if, if you count tonight, the shows that have, have uh, aired or are going to air, I am five behind. <laughs> so I have to watch five shows in the next couple of days. <laughs> and then uh, tomorrow is also Arrow. So that'll be six. And Mr. Robot. So, ooh, yeah. And Gotham's tomorrow. Shit. <laughs> um, Goodness gracious. So this week, though, two shows come to an end. Um, Room 104 has its final episode. Um, and then... Uh, Walking Fear the Walking Dead oh, okay. um, has the final two episodes. So uh, Room One Hundred Four has been really interesting. Um, how it's kind of going back and forth. I'll do a full TV corner on that next, probably next week. That's so. one that I am excited it's first to hear your review about, and then also to maybe check out because yeah. kind of the anthology series. Honestly, I, I'll probably tell you the ones to watch. Yeah. Um, because there's some in there that it's like just don't. You can skip. Yeah. Well, good. More to come on those. Uh, Seth's gonna be busy. Special shout out, of course, to TV Time for keeping Seth sane. Whoop. Uh, and being his, yeah, his essentially his Bible, especially during this busy time of TV. Where am I at? I think since I've started using TV time, I've added an extra month to it. Good lord! Because <laughs> I was like, I think I was it, probably like closer to three weeks. I was, I was like three, three months, three a week and a couple hours, and I'm at like four months, two days, and twenty two hours now of total TV time I've watched. Holy cow! Never question this man's dedication to television, people, <laughs> or you'll be sorely mistaken. Oh yeah. Movies. Let's flip over to movies, and uh, we got quite a bit of movies. A lot of fun stuff that I'm actually really excited to talk about. First thing that I want to kind of bring up is uh, just earlier tonight, right before we started uh, recording here, I watched the new HBO documentary about Steven Spielberg. Uh, it's just called Spielberg, and damn, it is fantastic. <laughs> it's really long. It's two and a half hours, um, but you get a lot of yeah. You know, Spielberg does a ton of interviewing. There's all sorts of directors mm-hmm. and producers and actors that 
give interviews on it. They talk about a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and some of his big, big major movies and just his life. And it is mega interesting. Spielberg for my money is the, the director for our time. Um, out of all the working directors, I would say he is the number one and I don't even think it's really close. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the guy's track record and it's ET, you got, um, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan. You say our time, but most of those movies were released when we were like either not alive or... Yeah, okay. I should probably say like our parents' time. Like <laughs> yeah. From our parents' life until now, yeah. for the last 40 years, he's been the shit. Yeah. And he continues to be the shit. And uh, I just think that's really cool. So that that's really interesting. I saw a commercial for it last night when I watched Catch Me If You Can, which has Leo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks directed by Spielberg, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, that movie came out in like 2002, so it's getting pretty old. Yeah. But I just watched it for the first time, and that movie is fantastic. Um, it's about a con artist. Leo is a very young con artist, and about all the crazy shenanigans that he gets mm -hmm. into, um, set in like the early 70s. And uh, it's just crazy interesting and, and really fun. So if, if, you, if you, like me, have slept on that movie for all this time, get out there and check it out. It's on HBO now. Um, if you have that service, go out there and check it out. Oh, so that must hurt to sleep on a movie. <laughs> Wouldn't you, wouldn't that like get a little pain in your side or? Yeah. And, and it ruins the film. Yeah. It, it's horrible. <laughs> so that actually does, um, lead me into the catch me if you can is not, kind of a nice segue into a movie that you and I went to over the, over the weekend here, actually um, on Columbus day, uh, that Monday morning matinee, we went over and saw American made, uh, stars Tom Cruise just came out a couple weeks ago. It's about a, um, a pilot who gets mixed up with sort of a CIA undercover op, also is working for some drug dealers, uh, and it's kind of uh, the reason I relate it back to Catch Me If You Can, set really kind of in the same time period. Mm. Um, and similarly, this guy just gets into some crazy, crazy shit that like crazy. You, couldn't, you couldn't make it up. I mean, uh, and, and it's really wild. I thought that it was really fun, yeah. really entertaining. Tom Cruise... <clears throat> is still fantastic um a, a really a, it was just really fun a mm -hmm. really nice experience what did you think yeah i liked it a lot um yeah i mean it had it had so many different elements to it that i mean it got it had you know your classic drama elements it had some fun action um it had some good comedy moments it had tom cruise with long hair again <laughs> it was great he did some running a little bit of running not as much running as i wanted just a little bit of light jogging i, I want i wanted some more running but you know what? I'll take it. It's okay. Any Tom Cruise running we can get, I'm in. I'll take it. Yeah. Even if it's a brisk walk, then that's <laughs> enough Tom Cruise for me. He um, he is, I think, more subdued in this yeah. than we've seen him in, in recent memory with a lot of screaming and jumping and running. And This is, I think, a lot more restrained as a performance, mm -hmm. and he was excellent in it. Um, the supporting cast was also pretty good. This, this story, though, is just bonkers. Yeah. It's the kind of story that makes you want to go read the Wikipedia article afterwards and just learn more about it. Really interesting. It gets a double thumbs up from us. Go check yeah. that out. Really, really fun movie. Seth, you went to another movie uh, in the last couple days. Yesterday. Last, Yeah, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday you went to it. Uh, I think this one's going underneath a lot of people's radars. It's not getting a lot of coverage, at least yeah. I haven't seen. Uh, tell the folks what you went and saw. I went and saw Battle of the Sexes, starring Emma Stone, America's Sweetheart, and uh, Steve Carell. <laughs> So Battle Battle of the Sexes is uh it's a, it's the story of Billie Jean King who is I mean a pretty famous probably most famous up until you know other than the Serena Williams, yeah. yeah um women's tennis player really the first one she broke so much you know broke so many barriers uh, versus Bobby Riggs who was like a 
kind of semi-retired um, tennis player um, played by Steve Carell in this one. Um, he is, it's more than a tennis movie. It's, it's, it's about women's rights. Um, Billie Jean King is all about women's rights. She's always trying to, you know, further women. The, it kind of starts with um, Emma Stone, Billie Jean King. She confronts like the head of the tennis association, like, hey, we got paid like 1200 bucks. The guys got paid like 12000 for the for this tournament. Like, wow. this isn't fair. We're going to quit this tournament and make our own. And we'll get our own sponsors and blah, blah, blah. She does all that. And then, so this whole debate goes back and forth about, like, you know, kind of the how women should be paid and treated and things like that. Um, Jack Kramer, who is an old tennis player, and then he was, like, the head of the, the tennis association and also did commentating for CBS and ABC. Um is super against women like he is he is dead serious against women and said they should not make this money it's the men who are the draw steve carell he's saying all these things but he's kind of being joking and and you know like trying to just get attention because he's very much he's a gambling addict and he's he loves attention and, and things like that so he's joking around and trying to get billy jean to play him so that's kind of where that that the story goes but honestly though what surprised me about this movie was the story of like the story of them playing wasn't the main focus. The main mm-hmm. focus was Billie Jean King. Emma Stone has a ton of screen time, which thumbs up for because she is awesome. She does a really good job in this movie. Um, interesting cast too. So Emma Stone, obviously Steve Carell, obviously um, Sarah Silverman plays a pretty big part in it. Um, some like B characters you've seen in shows before. Um, one of our favorite shows, um, Community. Um, Vaughn from that show is in it. What is his name? Christian Olsen, Eric Christian Olsen is, uh, is, is that, that's Vaughn. Um, also we have Bill Pullman who is in, uh, who is in the center. Um, he plays Jack Kramer. Um, Fred Armisen shows up randomly, which is hilarious because he plays a pretty similar character. So no, the cast is pretty cool though. I mean, it's, it, it's a pretty diverse cast and it's real, just a really good story. It's based off true events, of course. And, uh, I'd say definitely check this one out. It has like 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, wow. Yeah. Sounds like a nice one to take a lady to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of buzz uh, this week, early this week. I'm amazed if you're listening out there and you haven't heard of it yet. Uh, We got a couple new trailers for some of the big uh, fourth quarter movies that are coming out. One of which was uh, the Justice League. They dropped a a new trailer, I think on Sunday, was it? Yeah. And uh, so first of all, let's to get one thing out of the way. Um, a lot of these trailers now, um, I am not watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may remember, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show yet, but I got really burned by the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer giving away most of the plot. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've been a lot more leery about what I watch in trailers. We talked in the past about Kingsman and how there were a couple <laughs> scenes that I was able to enjoy more because I hadn't already seen them in the trailers and you had. Um, so... These trailers that we're talking about, I have not seen. Mm-hmm. And so Seth's not going to spoil them for me or for you out there if you if you <laughs> haven't seen them. Um, so the first one that I want to talk about is Justice League. And so, Seth, t- I know you've seen it. Tell us a little bit about the trailer without giving it away. And then uh, I'm eager to hear about what you think this trailer, uh, how it affects how excited you are for the movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Justice League trailer, uh, final trailer before it comes out in November. Um. So, if you remember, you saw the last one, right? Yes, I saw the one with the um, uh, Icky Thump 
by uh, black uh, white yeah. stripes. That was a fun trailer, right? Yeah. It was fun. Got kind of got you hyped. It got it, it got me more excited for that movie. This one took less of a this less of a fun vibe and kind of went more back to the serious vibe. Oh damn it! Um, I don't know. I'm still cautiously optimistic for this movie, but uh, so it had more of a dark tone, more of a serious tone to it. Took away a little bit of the fun for me, um, like the excitement that I had. Some cool things though, um, Aquaman. They showed more of him. Still, I think he's looks like might be the, one of the best parts of the, the, the movie. Honestly, he he has some fun one liners. Um, he's got some really cool action in the trailer, so I'm excited for him. Uh, the Flash, um, look, he I mean he's he's kind of he's got more one liners and stuff in there. He'll he'll be fun, I think. He'll be a fun character. And then um, we got to see more of like, Steppenwolf. We got to see more of him. The main villain. Yeah. yeah, and some of his like those those aren't the his little minions with the the wings um and so that was interesting to see you got to see them kind of battle more um it kind of had more of like this one had more of like a team vibe to it like hey we got to be a team you know stuff like that um so again it was more dark which i didn't like and then the cgi does not look very good the cyborg character you're talking not even just him though so he looks bad i mean cyborg does not look good at all um but there was a point and there was a point in the trailer where it's kind of a wide shot where you can kind of see some of the small people fighting. Like you can see them fighting in like way zoomed out and it's all CGI. Like mm. every single ounce of it is CGI. And I'm like, Oh, that doesn't look good at all. Um, which is like wonder woman. There's like, I mean, there's CGI, but like most of it's pretty real. It's legit enough to yeah. seem, you don't notice it. Yeah. And until you get to the, the Aries part at the end. Yeah. That's pretty horrible. Um, but, but just like do more real stuff. I mean, I understand there's going to be fluttering weird zombie creatures, but just put more real stuff in there. You know, I want to see Batman punching some fools in their faces. I want to see Wonder Woman kicking some people in their heads. Like, I don't want to see Cyborg shooting something out of his arm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I still am excited. I, I'm, I, I'm. I would definitely want to see it. I wouldn't even say I'm excited, but I want to see it. But this one kind of knocked me down a little bit. Really? Yeah. Yikes. Because I saw the previous trailer. The Icky Thump one. I thought it was really fun. It got me pretty excited. And after that trailer, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So I'm not watching any more trailers. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still pretty excited. Well, excited is maybe a little heavy, just like you said. Right. Um, I will be going to this probably yeah. opening night. And I'm really interested to see how it turns out. Because I think that they're riding sort of an upswing off of Wonder Woman. And it's really important, I think, that they do well with Justice League mm-hmm. for the future of the DCEU. Um so yeah, really interested to see how that's how that's gonna go. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But I think what everyone has been talking about this week is uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. They dropped their new trailer on Monday night during the really really boring Monday night football game uh, to boost ratings for that. And um, I can't stress enough. Don't give anything away. But what are your thoughts on the Star Wars trailer? Are you getting psyched? So yeah, Star Wars. Wow. Um... That trailer did the complete opposite. That made me more excited. Um, I don't even have notes written down just because I I took it all in the moment. Um, but uh, I'm not a huge like I'm not huge Star Wars fan. I'm I'm pretty pretty casual. Um, I don't like I couldn't give you the trivia behind stuff, and I honestly couldn't recall most of the first the episode one through three. Um, but and, and Force Awakens I liked a lot, but this this looks like. Could be probably the best one, honestly. I, I, I honestly could see that happening. Um, 
just there's wow like they're the action in this like they showed a lot of cool new action pieces like it showed a lot of new footage um yeah i don't want to spoil it like i don't want to say anything for for those who because it's not super spoiler like i mean you what you think before like even just think going into it just building off last movie um it kind of leads in that direction there are a few misdirection in there and again for me to explain it i have to say kind of uh-huh. what, what it's doing but i think there's a few things in that in the trailer that want to mis- mislead you based off the shots and what the the voiceover is saying so you get some voiceover from mark hamill uh, you get some voiceover from the the duke the snoke snoke there we go see i don't even know the characters <laughs> the guy who looks like a, a butthole looks uh, like someone whose head got cleaved in half yeah and then yeah. put it in a butthole <laughs> <laughs> um so you get you get some voiceover from those two um you get to see some. You get to see some sweet action from Finn. Um, Ray is like she's a badass now, which is really cool. Um, you get to see a little bit of, uh, you know, some of the the, you know, like Tie Fighters going around and stuff like that. Um, you get to see a little bit of the the Pogs slash Porks. <laughs> <laughs> um, which there's a funny moment with one of those. Um, I don't think the, I I don't think they'll be the next Jar Jar Binks. Let's just say that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It just the the whole trailer was was awesome. I've watched it probably five or six times now. It's whew, I'm I'm excited. Like I, that's now my most anticipated movie easily Ooh. for the next couple months. So this is getting me so hyped because I know that you're like you said a pretty casual Star Wars yeah. fan. So that you're this, excited makes me. This even looks more like just like a, it's going to be a really good movie. Yeah. Like honestly, if, if this wasn't called Star Wars, if this was just called like Random Space Battle. I'm still in. Still this this looks awesome. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot about Star Wars, I imagine, in the in the couple months to come, and uh, I'm excited to do that. It's God. It's so hard to not watch a trailer because mm-hmm. it's everywhere right now. Yeah. I've made it two whole days so far without <laughs> doing so, but honestly, it's like trying not to look at boobs in a strip club because <laughs> it's everywhere and it's it's. I'm sure it's awesome, um, but I'm I'm really gonna try to give it an effort to not see it yeah. so that i can catch, Honestly, catch like, some of the cool stuff if you did end time. up seeing it like we're gonna go to how many movies between now and then i'm sure it's gonna be on there yeah. uh, in one of those movies if you see it it's not like i said it's not gonna ruin anything it might lead your brain down like might make you think more about what the story might do but it's not there's not any spoilers like you're not gonna know sure what you already don't know yep you know so yeah, and I know there was the big thing about Mark Hamill and Ryan Johnson, the director, saying, like, don't watch the trailers. Ryan just Johnson, come in hot. he did it as a but joke. But th- now he backtracked yeah. that. Yeah, he said, no, he, he wasn't really serious yeah. about that, and you should go watch the trailer. And uh, So I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to not watch it, but I'm really glad that it looks amazing. I'm, I haven't checked, but I'm sure it's breaking all the records for YouTube and stuff. Sure, I don't know. It always does. Um, but we are, like nine weeks away i think yeah. from star wars and holy shit am i excited <laughs> we went to another movie this past weekend um besides my little american, pony the movie besides my little pony and american made and battle of the sexes um we went and saw blade runner 2049 on saturday night it felt like it was 2049 minutes long yeah it, and it, it uh we didn't was have a great time? time was that the runtime for it <laughs> 2049 yeah 249 minutes um we didn't have a great time at blade runner and uh for more details on that make sure you check out the ride home um on the jared buckendall channel we did the ride home posted it i think on monday or tuesday 
Um, so that's out there. You can hear a little bit more of the detail into our thoughts on the movie. And, um, you know, to summarize, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to appreciate there from a filmmaking standpoint. Yeah. But, it, you know, there were things about it that just made it really exhausting to watch. You so know? let me, uh, kind of building off that a little bit, and that's something I didn't talk about in the movie, or in the, the ride home. Um, you say it wasn't a very fun movie, and I agree, it wasn't fun. But I I like movies that aren't fun. I loved Manchester by the Sea. That movie is zero fun. Yeah. And that it's, but it, and again, Blade Runner had fun performances, or not fun, good performances, and story was good, but just something about it and like manchester by the sea was paced better and and all around a better movie whereas blade runner just didn't do it for me yeah and it wasn't so much like the subject matter Mm -hmm. you know something like that or like handmaid's tale of course that's hard to watch because of the subject matter. yeah this was just hard to watch because it was like it was exhausting Mm -hmm. like i was tired when i walked out of that movie and probably as tired as ryan gosling trying to walk through that movie oh my gosh and it's just and where we're going with it, again, go watch The Ride Home to hear more of our thoughts on Blade Runner specifically. Mm-hmm. But where where I want this to take us is into a conversation around uh, a question that I have. Because we've been noticing, Seth and I, that a lot of, well, everyone besides us, it seems, loves... And about 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Loves Blade Runner. Not only the original, but the new 2049. They're mm-hmm. saying it's it's an achievement of cinema and a masterpiece. And it's, and it's one of the best movies of the year. And we just haven't felt that. And it's really weird, you know, because most of the time we're pretty in line with the, the public, the yeah. general public. I think most most people like movies just like everyone else does. Yeah. This one was weird for us. Um, and it's just kind of a, a weird challenge because it's like, okay, are we stupid? <laughs> Or what are we missing? Right. You know, and that leads me to this question, and, and we, we've we been talking about this uh, for the last day or so. Mm-hmm. And so Blade Runner is an example of a movie where everyone else is on board with it. Everyone loves it. And we're somehow on the outside of it, mm-hmm. and we don't quite get it. So the question that I'm going to pose to you, Seth, and I'll answer it as well, what are some other things like Blade Runner that it seems like everyone else really loves, but you just it's never jived with you. You just never got on board with. And I'll um, let you go for. I have a million of these because yeah. I'm kind of a hipster. Yeah. But uh, I'll let you go first. What are one or two of, of the ones that you stick out to you? So for me, being the TV guy, um, I just pictured myself like wearing like a one of those belts, like a TV repairman type of guy. Jesus, cable guy. <laughs> Um, so me being the TV guy, my number one thing is I always get this Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched I watched the first episode for sure, and I've watched pieces of the other of other ones, and it none of that. I don't get why that is seen as one of the best shows. Um, it for everything I've seen, it's like every time I walk in on someone watching it. All that's happening is either someone's getting stabbed or someone's getting stabbed in the vagina because there's so much sex going on. <laughs> like, there's just boobs and swords in that show and dragons. Um, it's, I don't know, like, sure, the performance might be fine, but, like, what about, and, like, this seems a story is going everywhere. I, I just can't get behind that show. I really can't. I've, I've given it the college try before. I can't do it. I don't know. I'm never. I'm. I'm with you on that one. That's that's one that's on my list as well. Um, it just never really connected with me, and it's funny to me because it seems like the cool thing to do is mm-hmm. to be into Game of Thrones. And that's what I think it is, honestly. Like, 
people people are just like <laughs> american vandal they even talk about like because uh the teacher what's his name um the one with the cool the cool guy with the, the curly hair but like even he like he he portrays that like cool guy like you seen Game of Thrones yeah. like that's how everyone is you seen Game of Thrones yeah you don't watch Game of Thrones like that's what I get all the time why don't you watch Game of Thrones because <laughs> like, I don't like it <laughs> so isn't it weird that um, it used to be like when we were kids or when our parents were kids if you watch shows with wizards and dragons and shit in them mm-hmm. you were a nerd right and no one liked you yeah and now everyone does and it's the cool thing to do and that's fine like it's just it's a perfect example of. Everyone else loves it, and that's great. But we just never hit with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what is what's another one you got? Um, for movies, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yep. Um, I've I I, yeah. I imagine for some of the same reasons. Yeah, I guess maybe I just don't like the, I don't like the mystical. I guess you know though I I love Harry Potter, but that's different. I think like the old school mystical stuff like that. I don't really get into that. The Dungeons and, and maybe that's it. I don't. Maybe that's why I don't like Game of Thrones, where I don't like. Lord of the Rings, but I know Lord of the like. Then the third one win a an Oscar, best picture. Yeah, I watched the first one, and I've watched bits and pieces of the other ones. I've I've, I've fallen asleep. It's never been to hold my attention. It's boring. I don't know. Maybe I should try it again sometime, but I can never get into it. Well, I don't know. It, it's I, I think maybe just like the fantasy thing isn't your isn't yeah. your bag, and that's cool. But yeah, Lord of the Rings. That's another one. Fans of it will scream in your face and tell you that. Tell you that you're an idiot if uh, yep. <laughs> if you're not watching Lord of the Rings. That's that's funny to me because um, that's actually a really good example. I, so I have a million of these, uh, and probably we won't get to them all. But most of mine are TV series. Um, we mentioned earlier, like The Walking Dead. I tried The Walking Dead mm-hmm. for like a season or two. Never got into it. Um, another one is uh, I, one I know that you watched and loved, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Not mm, my thing yeah. at all. Um, Sons of Anarchy, I think, was like, and sort of similarly with The Walking Dead, I'm not much for things that are super brutal for brutality's sake. Mm-hmm. And so The Walking Dead, when they're hacking off everyone's heads and everyone's always getting killed and stuff, that's just not my thing. That might also be why I'm not super into Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but with Sons of Anarchy, it was it was next level brutal. It was like everyone's getting raped yeah. and there's 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 racism and there's murder for stupid reasons and the whole thing was just like too raw for me and I tried it for a couple episodes and um, just couldn't get into it and people love that show yeah and those I are did. two those are both examples of shows just like Game of Thrones where it's like you got to be watching it live and tweeting about it all the time but that's for me though like yes those shows are very popular but I think Game of Thrones is the next level. Oh, it is high. And, and not up. only that is none of those shows ever got recognized like Emmy wise or you know awards wise. Game of Thrones every single year has best actors, best actresses, best show, best writing, all of that. And I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get it at all. It, you know the the crazy thing about Game of Thrones specifically is how much money they throw it in. Mm-hmm. Like each of those episodes gets like feature film yeah. budgets, and they're gonna be two hours long. The yeah. last season's gonna have two hour episodes yeah. per episode. It's crazy, and it's an int- it's a spectacle, and it's interesting, and I think that that's cool. Um, just not something that's connected with me specifically. Mm-hmm. Another one, and this I know is a very unpopular one, but Breaking Bad. Um, Slap you. <laughs> I I watched Breaking Bad for two or three seasons, and I really enjoyed Breaking Bad when it was about this kind of 
um, regular guy who's trying to get into the drug trade and he's he doesn't know what he's doing and it's all very awkward and and uh, he's always dropping shit and just wearing whitey tidies and stuff. That's the show I liked. And then he sort of turned this corner where he was all of a sudden this badass and he's killing guys. And it's this it gets to the, this whole big level where they have their own big big warehouse where they're cooking meth and all of that. And I lo- it, it lost, I think, why I loved it originally. And so I fell off. Um, I followed it enough to know what happens as the story goes on and mm-hmm. I, everyone I know watches it. But that's another one where I just, I fell off of that show and it just didn't land with me like it did everyone yeah. else. And I know that that's an unpopular, because yeah. I've, I've heard you say that's your that's favorite super, show. That's that super unpopular, yeah. yeah. There's, I, I've never heard anyone say that ever. So <laughs> That's the name of the show. It's Breaking Bad. That's the whole point is him to go bad. I get that. I get that. It's just, you know, the things that maybe I started to like the show and connected with the wrong things about it. That's probably what happened. But the things that I connected to and liked about the show, they stopped doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I fell off of it specifically. Um, I don't know. But there's a... You just don't like good TV. That's That's, I've always been a little bit of a hipster in that if everyone loves something, Uh I'm a little more hesitant. Um, that's why you're you were a fan of the scream tv show i, I no one know, liked that show so you enjoyed it that's fair that's <laughs> fair but you know at least i give all these shows a shot uh sons of anarchy i tried walking dead i tried um, i've seen some episodes of game of thrones breaking bad so it's not that i won't try them um i just don't they just don't land as much with me uh i know one that is one of the most popular um ips out there that neither one of us have really gotten into well, you a little bit more than I have, I guess, but Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've just not seen much Star Trek, other than the Abrams movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just not seen much of it. I know you you watched, was it Next Gen? Next Generation. Yeah, I mean, my mom watched it all the time. Um, I did like that, I mean, but like I I was so young, I can't remember half yeah. the shit that happened. I just love, I just remember John Luke Picard. <laughs> That's about it. And Star Trek is just so ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Everyone is... Everyone knows Star Trek, mm-hmm. and of most people, or not most people, a lot of people love Star Trek and mm-hmm. are super, super into it. And um, it's one of those things that you know. I think you you really have to have caught it at the right age and the right mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, for someone who's twenty five now to go back and watch the original series, it's hard. I've tried yeah. it because the effects are distracting. Yeah, um, and they did a lot of really interesting. I appreciate Star Trek. I appreciate what it did and what it continues to do, but, um, and I actually do really want to check out the new series, Discovery, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, haven't gotten to yet, but I'm really excited to, to check that out at some point. But in general, never never really dove into the Star Trek thing. Yeah. Another another one of those that I, I really liked and then fell off from was Harry Potter. <laughs> um, and... I, it's the same. It's exactly yeah. like Breaking Bad. The thing I liked about the first four Harry Potters was that, because I was, what, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old when yeah. I read those, um, he would go to school, some shit would happen, he'd play some Quidditch, he'd beat the bad guys, uh, <laughs> and and that that would be the, that'd be the book. And I liked that about Harry Potter. Yeah. And then when the fifth book came out and it started being, like, Goblet of Fire was my favorite book of all time mm-hmm. for, like, 10 years. And... Then Order of the Phoenix came out, and all of a sudden, it's this giant story where the whole world is at stake, and you know Voldemort's back, and there's there's people double crossing, and it became it. When it left Hogwarts, I fell off 
because what I liked about it was it was about school and it was yeah. about kids. <clears throat> yeah. And I could relate to that. I think, though, like, part of the reason that happened, because, I mean, well, one, if they would have kept doing the school every year thing, that would book would have lasted a thousand years. They would have done a new one every single year. Yeah. Um, but it, the book grew up with its audience. Um, as, as the thing would happen, like J.K. Rowling was like thirty when she made it or whatever, but um, she realized the audience that connected with it, they grew up too, and so she matched the the book with her audience at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of what happened with it. Yeah, and I think the first time I picked up Order of the Phoenix, um, I was maybe a little young for it, mm-hmm. and, or at least a little immature for it, I should say, because people my age, you're my yeah. age, and you loved it. So you kept reading Captain Underpants, and I read. More adult books. Yeah, and and it's uh and I just wasn't ready for that. And then by the time I got back to it, I had kind of lost the magic. And so I still really like the movies. I think they're really cool. Yeah. But I'm not one of the you know I tell people like I'm a little bit of a Harry Potter fan, but not yeah such one. And you know people jump down your throat about that. So um, I don't know. And it's funny now that I'm saying this. It it makes me think about how I loved the Harry Potter books when they were happy-go-lucky and formulaic yeah. <laughs> and uh, I knew what I was going to get uh-huh. out of each one and you like the ones that I like and they're gritty <laughs> yeah. and all that shit. And it, it speaks a lot to our tastes in uh, yeah. in movies and TV now. Yep. We've talked about this before. I'm more of the half-hour sitcom guy and you're more of the hour-long drama guy. So yeah. that makes sense. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. Do you have any other big ones on your list that uh, really jump out to you? Not big ones. Um one that I get kind of a lot of crap for. So me being a, a BoJack Horseman fan, huge fan of that. Um, people often bring up Rick and Morty to me, and I've given that a couple episodes shot. And I think, the, and I was thinking about this kind of a little more in depth. Like that show doesn't. It, it's it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. Like there's some funny jokes and stuff, but that's a little too weird for me. Like that's a really weird. Like we I watched an episode with you. One time where, like the they Inception do, one? they do Inception, but it gets like they're they're in hell and like they're in a plane and like what is going on? <laughs> um, so like for me, I think, and I think the difference here is I'm not a huge animated fan, but BoJack does a lot more real world topics and real world discussions, and it's like it's more of a, it's a drama with animated anthropomorphic animals. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Rick and Morty is like a it's like a Futurama family it's guy. a cartoon yeah i yeah. mean that's a super it's it's a cartoon so i don't know i think i think that's one and i get a lot of crap for that like you love bojack you should love that show like i don't have to and i love dan Harmon too dan Harmon was community, mm-hmm. the creator of community and he co-created rick and morty so yeah that's an interesting one because i've seen um a handful of episodes mm-hmm. of rick and morty and it's cool i like it it's yeah. entertaining i don't love it as much as people seem so people to really like if people are fans of that they they will swear by it yeah they'll get tattoos of rick and morty on their fucking butts <laughs> i don't get it um i mean butt tattoos are pretty serious yeah, yeah. they're very serious yeah. people get them you know there was the whole big hubbub last week about the sauce uh szechuan sauce at mcdonald's Did you hear about this what so um rick from rick and morty the older guy he loves um i think it's pronounced szechuan sauce uh-huh. and um, it's a sauce that they, I think, used to have at McDonald's, and then it got discontinued. Mm-hmm. And then people started petitioning to bring it back. And so for one day, last Saturday, they had that sauce. And every McDonald's ran out of it in, like, two hours. Um, because everyone wanted to go have that sauce. And, like, that's the kind of thing where, like, if you told me Spider-Man really loved bacon cheeseburgers, I'm not going to buy bacon cheeseburgers because Spider-Man loves bacon. And I love Spider-Man. And I love bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> 
So I don't know. There's just a level of fandom. And I think that a lot of, for me personally, that's a lot of what contributes to me not jumping onto these so, bandwagons. <laughs> I just don't have the energy to love something that much, you know? So Rick and Morty fans strong-armed McDonald's into doing... They strong-armed McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. And they're trying to get them to... They're petitioning them again to do it again. <laughs> and probably it'll happen. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and there's the whole, like, Pickle Rick thing that was going on. Like, I don't even watch Rick and Morty, but I knew Pickle Rick yeah. was a thing for Rick and, Rick and Morty. Yep. Like, what the hell? Pickle Rick? Yeah. That's stupid. What is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you're a big Rick and Morty fan, comment uh, down below about Pickle Rick and why Seth should love him. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Out it, of context, it, it sounds really stupid. It, it sounds really stupid. <laughs> it sounds like what, like, Rick Grimes on Walking Dead found to eat the other day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. These things are fun though. Um, I do, I do appreciate when a show is able to garner such a following. Mm -hmm. That's Um, cool. Yeah. Because, you know, you talk about like your Seinfelds and your friends is friends, by the way, is another one that I would have on this list. I've just never been super into friends Friends. to be honest. It's cool. I'll watch it when it's on. So here's, I watched friend one friends once through and I liked it. But I'm not like I don't know what happened to Phoebe in season two, episode seventy, like seventeen. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what happened. You know, like I couldn't. People will bring up. We know multiple Friends fanatics, mm-hmm. like multiple Friends fanatics, and they'll bring up like I'll say, oh, I watch Friends, and then they'll bring up like, remember what happened? This and this is, this? and I'm like, I don't remember who that character. They're not like Ross, Joey. <laughs> I like I can't even name the name cast. If they're not, if they're not them. I'm like no, Forget I don't it. remember them at all. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because I think people often forget that um, you can like something mm-hmm. and not love it. And I think a lot of the shows that we've been talking about and a lot of movies and stuff, um, another one, by the way, is like Scarface. Mm-hmm. Some people fucking love Scarface. Yeah. I think it's pretty mediocre, yeah. to be honest with you. I like it. Um, and so, like, I just think that people, when they like something... And they love it so much, they want other people to love it as much as they do. Yeah. And anything below that is unacceptable. So, like, if I told someone that Game of Thrones is okay, mm-hmm. they'll get pissed because they think it needs to be my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something to be conscious of. Like, if someone came up to me and told me Spider-Man sucked, I might jack him in the nose. <laughs> um, and so, like, I even catch myself doing that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just an interesting kind of thing to think about, like, the mass you know, the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, and how it catches people up. See, like, for me, I'm, like, I love Breaking Bad. I love Mr. Robot. But I've never, I've never gone back and watched them more than one. I've watched maybe a few episodes here and there that are on TV. I'll catch, like, five minutes of it. But I've never gone back and watched it more than, I've only watched those all the way through once. Mm -hmm. And I still love those shows a lot. But I like I think that's a good point is where people get that super fandom is they watch every episode 150 times and then they're just like so obsessed with it when people get you know uh, they get critical about it then they get upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know I, I I don't know I I'm always someone who's just watching I want to watch the newest thing I want to I want to get more and more and more and more and more I don't want to watch the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. it seems pointless to me yeah but. Yeah, I think everyone's got their sort of safety net things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I know you'll go back and watch Scrubs and uh, I'm like parks sleep. every But, like, I won't then. go back. I, if, if I'm sitting on the couch, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to watch right. something new. Yeah. But if I'm going to bed, I'll watch that. Yeah, and I've got a handful of movies that I always go back to and mm-hmm. watch. And So everyone's got those things. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the constant rewatching of things um, 
Friends is a really good example of this. Yeah. Where if you don't know who Phoebe dated in season three, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, and that's like great if you're a Friends fanatic. That's fan. That's cool. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, so a lot of people aren't like that. Yeah. So it's kind of weird uh, yeah. being a person who just like I just like things mm-hmm. in general. Um, I don't really obsess over things that much, except for the Rams and Spider Man. Uh, and I'm sure there's some other things I'm forgetting. But yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and myself, yeah. You know yourself pretty well. Yeah, I, I, I just what think it's kind of yeah. I just think it's kind of fun because, um, you know, let's say in ten years from now all TV goes away, mm-hmm. we can go back and watch Game of Thrones for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That stuff's fun. Anyway, this has been a really cool topic and one that I was excited to kind of talk about a little bit. Um, so uh, I imagine that a lot of you guys out there who are listening have some opinions about some of the shows and TV and movies that we've missed. Um, so if you want to make a pitch, um, make a, make a case for us to go watch one of these shows. Tell us why we need to go watch game of Thrones better yet. Please, please someone tell us why blade runner is amazing. Someone please explain it to us. Um, and just, uh, you know, hit the comments again. Don't forget to go over to Podknife and give us a review. You can leave some suggestions there. You can always get us, um, on the Gmails at, uh, Soco show nine one at Gmail and, Newly, um, Soco Pod, Soco Show Pod, on Twitter. Yep. Right? And then also leave a review on Pod Knife. Don't forget Pod K Knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're still on YouTube, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. So don't forget to check us out there. And make sure you check out uh, Jared's uh, YouTube page. He did a couple of trailer reactions this week. He's been busy. Yeah. So he the the one I enjoyed, of course, was the. Uh, the Star Wars one. Um, he was he was very excited to see, <laughs> for that trailer. Um, I haven't seen many people excited for much uh, compared to that. So people aren't excited for their firstborn as much as Jerry <laughs> yeah. was excited for that trailer. So um, he's very very emotive during that one. So definitely check that out. Uh, check out the the page in general. Uh, he's doing some good work over there, and we're glad to be on there. So good stuff. Well, like we said, make sure you check us out in all or even any one of those places. Um, we want to interact with you guys, so keep us posted on what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and what you want us to do in the future. But for now, we're going to get out of here. This has been episode 13 for my partner, Seth Ott. This has been Cody Michael. We'll see you next week. Bye!